Does it? What does it sound like? Let me hear. You're going to drink? Is that what you said? I'm going to have a drink next week. Oh, I was going to have a drink. <laughs> That's why you hear a comment from Colin's room every night. <laughs> you do that one too. I think it's In empty. unison. See the pink one. Okay. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Leave it in. We sound, your room has like, is so echoey now. Yeah, it's because there's no crap everywhere. There's less crap. I don't know how you listen to these when we're talking. I feel I feel like if I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing it. Does that make sense? I think my brain has made me think, oh, if I don't have the earphones on, I can't hear myself. We're not doing this. That's the noise. See, I had to stop. That's how bad I am at hand jobs. I couldn't keep going there. It was too much for me. Well, you're out of This is the face angle. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I give you two hands. <laughs> Just your teeth <laughs> just standing up the I don't even lie in the hurry the fuck up <laughs> oh, exactly. and then, then like, don't look at me <laughs> when you're coming <laughs> oh, animals they are welcome to this week's episode happy Christmas what episode is this? 43. I have to tell an update on Rebecca's story. Uh, but did we tell Rebecca's story? We did. We told okay, it on the podcast so Rebecca, last week. You told a story about Rebecca's... Becky's my sister and I told a story last week about Becky accidentally setting our parish priest on fire. Well, she was on fire and he put it out with his hands. So it got like burns all over his hands and she messaged me and she was laughing. And then she was like, why didn't you tell the rest of that story, Emma? And I said, what rest of that story? So this, she sent me this on WhatsApp. She said, did you tell the bit about where the lady licked his hands to heal him? And I said, no. Sorry. So he was really badly burned and he had bandages. And you know that thing around Legan where people go to healers, which we do. I know you're always like fucking witchcraft. No, what are you I'm doing? Just, this is, the only time I've ever <laughs> seen that in anything is like I watched one episode of True Blood. Oh, yeah, it's always in weird shows. And this this lady was a healer and, and someone like, went to her Come here and I'll she, spit in your mouth and your Yeah, better. and it was yeah. like that. But it was all based around voodoo. Yeah. But I find it shocking that someone brought Yeah, everywhere I'm from goes to like, if you've got some an ailment, it's usually like shingles, warts. Things like that. People send you to like healers. Herpes. Herpes, I'm sure they do. So he went to this lady who had the cure of the burn and she had to lick his hands. And apparently in two days he had no pain and the dead skin was gone. Which is gross. Ah! Not the grossest part. Also, she told him that she was exhausted as she had visited a neighbour of hers in hospital who had 60% burns to one side of his body and she had to lick him for eight hours. This woman was 80 years old. Oh my God. She was in hospital Licking a man. Um, well, hang on. What, what hospital? hospital? <laughs> this woman in. I presume what? she might have been a nun or something. I presume she, she might. She couldn't possibly she be just a nun. Pulled the curtain back and was like, "Here we go, baby." <laughs> licked sixty percent of his body had burns, <laughs> and she licked his entire body. And Becky was like, and then his hands were better, and he didn't have any scars and stuff. And Becky, I'm like, nonsense. I'm like, whenever I say stuff like this to Sarah Jane, she's like, I'm mm, okay. No. Okay, I'm, I'm sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a real thing. I got that's my, not a real thing. I got rid of my Veruca's and my feet. No, it didn't! I got rid of my ringworm twice. Here, do you know what I will say? What? Veruca's and Worth can be psychosomatic. Nope, it was the witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to write my name in a little notebook and then not think about it. How? That's about it. Well, I just, I just, and they were like, "Don't think about it." And then it's all I thought about. Yeah, if you if I said to Lily, "Don't think about that," she'd be like, "For I feel if you brought Lily to one of these people, she would be 
utterly traumatised. Yeah, no, she's so, like, she thinks about everything. Aww. Everything. She's like one of those kids. She overthinks and analyses everything. She is so like Graham. It is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're like the antithesis Absolute of that, like opposite. opposite. You're not like that at I all. I have to, like... You're, you never have been like that. No, like, I have no. to try really hard to be patient and kind with Lily around But you're this. doing really well. Like, you're being really, like... We went to the playground. And she was like, there's too many people in here. Oh, no. I was like, sorry. What do you say to that? I was like, we're going into the playground. Because either we go into the playground or, or you go home and you go home. Yeah. And she was like, right, okay. And then we went in. And, and she was she, okay then? No, she spent the whole fucking two hours in the playground crying about not being able to get on shit. Oh, so it was because she was afraid she couldn't get on shit. Wasn't no, like, she was just like, she's... She's so anxious about everything. She's afraid of falling. She's afraid of hurting. She's afraid of heights. She's afraid of a bridge. She's afraid oh, of like bless. everything. So like when you get her and then just, but the, when I go on stuff with her She's okay. Completely forgets about her. But if I don't It's just she needs that distraction kind of thing. She's just like yeah she need like there's a playground close to where we live and it's a shit hole but it has like a wheelchair accessible bit. So I quite often will go up and go on yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. Um, and if the other day we're in Stevens Green, if Stevens Green wasn't as busy, I'd get up on the stuff with her. Yeah. But like, she just like, she gets in her own head. Um, and the other thing is she's really tall. So she looks a lot older than she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. sometimes when we're in the section that's actually for her, people get like a little bit judgy and like not as patient with her. What? Because they think that she's a big kid that shouldn't be in that bit. It's really common. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with people? It's not like I turned up. Yeah, I know. But like, like, and I'm baboon. hanging upside down in the monkey bars. <laughs> Go, stop crying! Oh, <laughs> um, poor Lily Pops. But, yeah, I, she just... And I have to... I do, I do struggle with it. I have to... Like, even in... Of course, in, in it, it's completely normal to struggle with that. When she was off, <clears> and then I just turned to Graham, and I was like, how did we get such a shit kid? Like... But the thing about it is, it's very easy for people to be like, you know, do this and do that and do the other. But when you're in the situation, and... Because she's so young, she doesn't get what you're trying to Mm-mm. say to her. She's just like, no, I'm, uh, this doesn't make sense. And my brain is like, yeah. so it's it's easy. It'd be easy. If it was like a 19 year old, you'd be like, listen, just sit down, take a breath. Yeah. But like when it's a kid, they don't, know what, they don't know what the fuck is going on. No. And their brains are set to like, I'm in a panic and I can't get out of this. Yeah. Oh, dude. So she's just in this like little state at the minute, especially with going back because to school. Because she was fine for a while, wasn't she? Yeah, but she wasn't, she wasn't in school. She wasn't in school. And then, at when all of this flared up to be it's like worst is like when she started and have the teachers still. said she's anxious or anything no right? she only cries walking across the earth oh yeah no all the teachers are really familiar with her like Lily is super anxious and super like sensitive so like certain things will kind of set her off oh yeah just like Matilda set her off and you know what bit Matilda set her off oh. she watched Matilda and you know the bit where Trunchbull kicks the cat oh yeah she, she does some like uh, violence no she doesn't like anybody getting hurt no. that's like I can see it it yeah. triggers so her big we were time we watching like Matilda and she's watched Matilda before oh and watched the whole thing and we like while we were watching it I had said to her there's a couple of bits in this like you might get upset we might get upset but like it ha- it, it will power through it's a good story it's a nice story yeah but it happens in the end so we watched but this day in particular she had cried all she was anxious night about yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that uh, the weekend is only two days long. Um, and that she had to go back to school on Monday. She's not wrong. <laughs> no, she isn't wrong. She's so, not wrong. Then we were watching Matilda and Miss Trunchbull kicked the cat and oh my God, she lost it. 
And like she lost it. Like she was sobbing on the sofa for like good 20, 30 minutes. Oh, she took it really badly. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to watch this. And then she was like, no, the cat. She can't, um, she doesn't like when anybody gets hurt or if an animal gets like hurt. In yeah. any now, I was really like that about. I remember you telling me your, your parents wouldn't let you watch certain things because you take it and you, But you always ask me about stuff that I, I'm like, no, I didn't see it. And yeah. It's because that, like, I didn't see the labyrinth. I didn't yeah, see yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark, Crystal, Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, I didn't see. I definitely didn't see the one with the flying dog in the sky. Oh, uh, it's never ending story. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, because the horse dies in that. I didn't so. see Black Beauty. I wasn't allowed really? to watch Lassie. I wasn't allowed to watch the one with the kangaroo. No, we see, there you go. You, she, you, you are obviously like, and you grew out of that. Like, you know, she'll grow out of it. She's not going to be like this mm. forever. And even if she is, there's things you can do to help her. Yeah. It's just she's so little that it's like, I, your brain is set to this thing and I can't derail it right now no. because you are a child. You don't understand, like... You hear me? You think I was a child psychologist, but like you know, when you see kids and they're just like, ah, like they can't mm. move past that. So she's pops. always, but she's always been that way. She's always been super soft and always super inside her own head. And yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Like and always, I mean, always. The very first time I brought Lily to soft play, it was like obvious that we were going to have to like culture through things. Like Lily won't. So you know, when Lily gets to the top of the slide. Yeah. And she's top of the queue. Yeah. She goes down facing, looking up the slide. So that no one comes down on top of her and she's prepared. Stop. And she has always done that. So like, what do you mean? She turns, she turns on her tummy? She turns her body, lies on her tummy and like puts her Put hands, hands up, up and then goes like down the slide looking at the person. Because she's afraid they're going to... Because she's terrified that they're going to come down on top. And it's never happened to her. I don't... And she's done that since the, the day fuck? I brought soft play. First time I brought soft play as well, she wouldn't like go on anything. And it's mad because kids are who they are the minute they're born. Because her cousin, Laurie... Couldn't give a fuck. Laurie's like, I'm going to jump off this Laurie thing. stands like a fucking poker string <laughs> at the top of slides and just stares at you with intent of like, I'm going to jump off this fucking it's thing. It's happening. I'm pile driving and everybody that comes near me. I've done that since like the moment I brought her to soft play. I wonder what it is with Lily Pops. It's clearly like a kid. She's is a kid. Like gentle. She's just got that thing about her that yeah. she's like, but it's mad that she's so afraid of being hurt because she's not in a household where she would ever be hurt. No. At all, whatsoever, super, like. I just felt like being hurt and like falling over and like. Oh, Jesus. Lily. Graham's, Graham's really like her. Graham's super cautious. Yeah, he is very cautious. And like yeah, mad yeah, yeah. cautious and yeah. like hangs on to everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And knows everything that he had. Like even her bedroom, the other day she was up for something that was like a tiny <coughs> plastic thing mm-hmm. or something. She was like, I can't find it. And I was like, I don't know where that is. It's Nor do I care. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, but it's mine and it should be in here. And this is where. And I was like, yes, so, like, I don't care. That's very like just throw all that shit So it's like, it could be in the bin. Yeah. It could be in the bin. Um, oh, Lady Pops. So, anyway, don't have kids. They're shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though. Especially with anxiety. Like, that's a tough thing to fucking deal with. Especially when I think that it's just really tough because I'm really bad at it. I don't think you're bad at it at all. But I don't understand it. And so I get really like... I know, but you're, you're still trying to like... It's very easy for people to say, oh, you're bad at it or whatever. But as I said, she's, what age is she, six? Six. The fuck you meant to do with a six-year-old with anxiety? Mm. Like, I'm sure there's people listening to this going, I can tell you what you're meant to do. But like... Well, we did go... Like, yeah, we did you did go, go speak to somebody. Speak somebody we yeah. Have, we, they were like, maybe play therapy, but then they were like, she's not that bad. And yeah. she has a tendency that once you like continuously repeat it and do the same thing she's okay. again, she's fine. And then I just have to give her all the information about everything, which is very unlike me, which I really struggle with even with Graham. I know, yeah, Because yeah, Graham yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, we're going on holiday. Well, we hope to be going on holidays by the beginning of next yeah. year. 
And Graham's already started to talk about like what we're bringing. What? Oh yeah. I don't like... I'd be the week before where I'd be planning. He'd be like, and how are we going to get there? And what are we bringing? Oh, he and has do to we know, need to yeah, bring a towel? Yeah, yeah. And do you think we should bring some food? <laughs> and what kind of food do you have? I'm going to do no. a walk around no. to see what kind of food they have on Google Maps. This is why I like going away with you because the two of us are like, well, I'll meet you tomorrow to go to the airport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd pack the day before. I know you do. You'd be like, well, remember the time we went to Vienna and I brought a backpack? Yeah. Like, I just think there's that kind of ease when we do stuff. But like, people are, everybody's different. Hey. Everybody's different. That's the motto, hey! the motto of this week's story. If you're different, good for I you. Don't want to hang Congratulations, out. well done. Anyhow, how was your week? <laughs> Shite. Really? Losing my mind. Why? Because I think I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and then I realised because I'm at home. I was working from home. I was like, I hate this fucking house, and I hate everything, and I want to throw away everything, and I hate all my clothes. Like I was having various meltdowns all day, uh, all week. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just, honestly, I just think it's because I'm I'm stuck in the apartment because yeah. I've I hate. Work going to work because work sucks everybody's job sucks work sucks but like it's the break in the week where I'm like I go to work and then I come home but at least I'm somewhere else mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. me and Collie were the same with a few of us were just like oh, get us out of this house but Collie's getting to go home now so that's nice he's going to get to see his mom pa tomorrow so he wrote a song today to bring home to his dad Oh yeah so it's actually quite good but I, I had a nap I fell asleep and I woke up and he was like repeating the same line for the song over and over. And I thought, it was, I thought it was part of my dream. can't even remember. It was sort of a, I can't remember what it was. And then Craig was in the kitchen trying to do a TikTok. And his TikTok was on repeat. And I was like, am I in hell? <laughs> Have I died and am I in hell? Um, Are you watching anything? Have you been reading anything? Dude, I haven't watched anything. I've been watching Bob's Burgers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because it's literally like the only thing that I'm like, oh, this is nice and chill. And there's no deep thought going into this. And I like Bob's Burgers. That's all I've been watching. I haven't read anything. Oh, I'm reading all my books. Cause... Oh, Elenia asked what was the name of the book that, Graham, that I gave you that belongs Oh, to it's me. called Breast, uh, Breasts and Eggs. And it's fucking really good. Like, it's messed up and weird, but it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I understand. I totally get why Graham didn't like it. He put on Facebook. Someone was like, "What's I?" And someone was like, "What's the name of the book?" And then I. Oh, added, that's the book. Because me what was the name of the book you're talking about? I was like, "My girl, <laughs> the My Girl book." I had completely um, forgot that I spoke about that. Oh, actually, did, are we supposed to say this is housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> someone asked on Facebook about what the name of the book was. It's breasts and eggs. Yeah, Graham, I tagged Graham in that and I think he did answer, but he also said it was a load of shite. It's great. And then people were fascinated that Graham was on the Facebook group. Why? I don't know. I think people think I'd be messing with that and they say that Graham listens every week. <laughs> or that Graham exists. Yeah. Graham is a real person. He is a real person. And he listens and he... Don't call and anybody <laughs> about our relationship. And he critiques Sarah and Sarah gets very mad. He does critique me. <laughs> He stopped actually. Oh, good. That's I good. think he stopped because I was like, shut the fuck yeah, up. No, I wouldn't. Although he said, no, actually, he hasn't stopped because he, <laughs> he said to me, he's never got, he said, Emma does. He said, Emma gets everything correct. He says, you get nothing correct. He was like, no detail about anything other than the story you have, like, read back and yeah. looked upon. He was like, that's not true. You get lots correct. Every other detail. No. He was like, you've ever put your. Oh, uh, we will do, we have not done the donation thing because we're very lazy and have not that's really not seen each other. That's not true. We've not done it because there's still one poster to be posted. Oh, fuck. There's one poster to be posted to a lovely person who bought the last poster. I actually messaged them and said thank you. Um, so we'll do it probably tomorrow on Instagram. Oh, this is going to be up on Wednesday. Anyway, we'll do it. Yeah, we're going to do it and it'll probably be up before we do this. I feel like we're real podcasters when we say that. That's going to be... We're like, oh, we'll do tomorrow. And then we're like, oh, this episode's up Wednesday. I feel like we're real podcasters. 
I always say certain things, I'm like, um, oh. The other thing that I was going to say in terms of housekeeping is that I understand that the language on the poster is probably not for everybody. <laughs> Sorry. So, if you guys have a quote, yes. we might put a poll up. Yeah. And if they do, then... Um, yeah, we can do we can do poll on Instagram. I think you can do one on Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, and then Phoebe can make the poster. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No, yes. not her. She is taking um, time off from her busy schedule. Fleabag. To make posters for us. Fleabag 700. <laughs> um, yeah, if there's any... Yeah, Sarah said if there's anything you guys want, let us know. And um, we're going to deal with the lovely, wonderful Phoebe. We're going to ask her. She messaged me yesterday, actually. So we're going to ask her to... Are you Phoebe friends? Make them for us. No. <laughs> Phoebe, you need to back the fuck off. She messaged me uh, never. <laughs> and it's only because she it's only because she went through me with the poster. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like I'm being yeah. caught in an affair right now. No, I'm caught in an affair. Yes. Um, what did she talk to you about? We talk about she's a punk band, is she? Yeah, she's cool, isn't she? <laughs> Jesus Phoebe, she's Joe. We love you. Phoebe, I'm coming for you. She's not coming for you. We love you. Um, Where's the studio? I'm not telling you anything. I'm not giving you any information about this guy. I have a letter for essential travel. (laughs) (laughs) She's a very cute cat. No, she has messaged me on Instagram. Well, there you go. She's (laughs) fucking out. Yeah, but she's not my friend. She's both of our friends. Oh, is she? Yeah. We'll find out when we meet her. Yeah, no, people are... Graham said to me today that people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, and the Patreon are always like, I'd love to hang out with you and go for a drink. No, you don't. You really don't. And Graham was like, Sarah will kill all of them because Emma is hers. I'm not allowed to have any more friends. This is a, this is a cry, cry for help. I'm like a cat. And you are mine. No, you be. Re- I always say this. You be really good with like meeting those people. I'm terrible with people meeting new people. So if you ever do meet us, just know Sarah will be great, and I'll be shy. Fake. No, she'd be great. You're great with meeting new people. You're so good at it. You and Colin are really good at that. Like, I really envious of that. Colin will talk to the fucking wall. Like, he's so good like that. And so are you. Mm. Whereas I'm like, I don't know what you want. I love talking. I feel like I'm going to leave. Don't want to be perceived. Going to just oh, walk yeah. over here. So, uh, would you, what, have you got anything else you'd like to talk no, about? No, I have nothing else. Thanks to everybody for everything. All the time. Yeah, he's are amazing. Boop. We're having oh, people, so I fucking love when people tag us in the merch pictures. Did you see that lady who did the um, illustration of the Oh my God, the sexy Polaroids. Oh. Hold on, Died. I'm gonna get her name because Died she's a little laughing. fucking cutie. So she so is. funny. Her name is Sad Captain underscore on Instagram. Her name is Megan, and it's fucking hilarious. She did that one, and then she did that one a while ago. I remember that a new, new nightmare. nightmare, and then she did that one. But Megan, thank you so much. We absolutely it love made it. Me it's laugh so hard. The I great, funniest thing I've ever seen. It was the funniest thing. Um, that was my favorite episode we've ever so done. Fun. And you know what it was? It's because we weren't talking about murder. Yeah. Now I know the horse is murdered. R.I.P. But like, it wasn't like, like I was going to do a child murder one today, and I was like, no, I can't. Um, tell me your Woody's story. So I went to Woody's yesterday. Right. First and foremost, I was on Woody's and I was buying artificial grass because I'm 107 years old. You are old. an old lady. Yeah, and I'm currently doing up my back garden. Um, and I was like, oh, they've got a deal. I'm going to buy these, right? So click and collected. Right. Because Woody's is like... I didn't uh, know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Woody's is a horror show. It is a nightmare. Every weekend. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Drove up to Woody's when the game thing came to say click and collected. But pre-going to Woody's, me and Graham were online and we were just looking at a few bits for the back garden. And I was saying, will we get a new barbecue? And he was like, I don't know. Do we need one? And I was like, well, is this a new one? Maybe this company called Sahara. And I was Sahara. like, this barbecue is insane. And then I showed him it and he was like, fuck, that's amazing. So you're going to get it? Well, it's expensive, right? Okay. And so two of us were like, no, we'll just... The one we have is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like It's doing it's the just job. It's just a basic... 
one. It needs a bit of a clean up. So anyway, I was like, no. We might get it like next summer. Yeah. The one we do have, we've had for seven years now. Okay. So like we've had it a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went up to Woody's and had to re- replace my bottle of gas. So I brought up my old bottle of gas, went to customer service. And then she was like, it might take me a couple of minutes. And I said to Grim, sure, we'll go have a look around. Yeah. Walked down to the barbecue section. And there was the barbecue that we Ooh. looked at. But it was for a hundred euro cheaper. Well, that's good. Right? And then, so then when I was like, well, I just asked. And he was like, yeah, sure, just ask. There's no harm. But it didn't look like they had any stock. So I was like, do you have any stock of that? And the guy was like, we don't. Let me check to see if there's anything in the warehouse. Yeah. And he rang through to his manager. And his manager was like, we don't. And I don't think we're going to get that in. Mm-hmm. Um. So if they want to buy the display model... <gasps> I'll give it to them for a hundred, another hundred euro off. Two hundred euro off, and but they have to take a scene. So I was like, "Oh, will we take it." Graham was like, "Yeah, we'll take it." Right. So yeah. we went up, paid for it, and then had to bring it out. And then yeah. it was like the funniest thing because we like literally wheeled a whole barbecue <laughs> through Woody's. <laughs> they were like these fucking thieves. Yeah, right. Aren't even trying to hide no, what they're doing. We like a whole barbecue, <laughs> through and it's not a small barbecue. It's huge, right? Then we got it out, and I was like, "How are we getting this home?" Oh my god. This doesn't not fit in our car. Like, it's like, and nor can neither me or you lift it to get it in at the angle we have Fuck. to get it into the car. But then I rang work and used my boss skills. You got a van? I just rang and said, listen, is there anybody out on road that has like, fuck all left to do and will come and pick me up from Woody's? <laughs> and they were like, hang on, we'll ring around. And then this fella who is from the north of Ireland was like, I'm in Dublin once, Sarah. Give me 10 minutes and I'll come to you. That's so and he came nice. Out, but I was standing outside Woody's for a good, like, 25 <laughs> minutes with a barbecue. All fully made up. <laughs> but that's handy, though, they got 200 euro off it. Yeah, and that's why I was delighted. And then here's the next bit of the story. So I got 200 euro off it because the thermostat on the front foot was missing. Oh, was that bad? It's not like in... It won't stop the barbecue yeah. from working. But then I just uh, Instagrammed the company and said I bought this and it wasn't in the box. And they were sending me one stop. for free. <laughs> You absolute scum. What is the name, Sahara? This one's a thieving bitch. I love that. That's fantastic. So now and I they're have... sending you it. Yeah, they're like, question and I was like, and I was really like, I was like, I'm not going to take the piss. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, it's, these things happen. I totally understand. And I was like, if I could buy, can I buy the thermostat? Because I'd buy the thermostat. Yeah, yeah. And to put it on, I was like, if I can buy the thermostat, I'll buy the thermostat. Yeah. And at that point, I'm sure they were like, this one clearly fucking broke this or something. <laughs> but your one was like, no problem. We'll send you out one. We'll send Yay! you out one. So it's been posted out to me, so I'm delighted. Look at you. So I got my barbecue for 220 euro less. A thieving bitch. And uh, I got a free ride home off a stranger. What was his name? Paul. Absolutely did not know that man's <laughs> name and just made that up on the fly. <laughs> because she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, what? we have to wa- talk about. I watched um, what? that movie with Carrie Mulligan in it. Oh, um. Ah, shite. <laughs> Fuck it anyway. He I watched that ages ago. Screaming um, at me. Uh, Promising Young Lady. Promising Young Lady. Yeah, I watched that ages ago again. You know her, the lady that directed that? Uh, Emerald Fennel is Coco Fennel's sister. The girl no. who makes the dresses. Yeah, yeah. So you know the, the dress that she's wearing with the, with the roses on it? The white dress. Yeah. You know, that's Coco Fennel. And she wears a t-shirt that's Coco Fennel as well. Yeah, they're sisters. And she's in the, she's in that show about the queen, the crown. Oh, is she? I don't know who she plays in the crime, but oh, she's in the crime. Oh, she plays... She plays Camilla. Camilla. Come in and park your balls. Remember people used to call Camilla Come park your balls. Come in and park your balls. Come in and park your balls. Come Jerry, in and park your Jerry balls. Jerry used to call her that. Um, but yeah, she's... 
Coco's She sister. must be nominated for an Oscar now, is she? She is nominated for an Oscar for that it. That movie what is... What do you think of the end of it? Okay, so now, uh, before we get into Wait, it... Okay. <laughs> can I just talk about the cinematography? That's beautiful. It is so it's beautiful. beautiful. But it felt like the Virgin Suicides. Oh, yeah, I get Doesn't that. Doesn't it have yeah, that yeah, feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. put together and... Everybody's great in it. There isn't. Yeah. A bad... Yeah, everybody's great in it. Carrie Mulligan's amazing anyway. Um, I did not know she was married to that man from that bad, terrible band. Yeah, and she's the same age as me, which I find shocking. Is she? Like, by... She's... Uh, she's born in May. Why did I think she was older? Why did I, I think, think she... she... I think she... Graham, Graham came somewhere watching it. Graham was like, there's no way she's the same age as But you know what it is? Because she's... Incredibly thin. Yeah. Incredibly thin. And she's lost, actually lost a lot of weight before she did that movie as well. To, like, demonstrate how depressed she is I think it. so. But she, was, she was never that thin, but she um, lost a lot of weight. The end of it... Okay, so the whole movie... Okay, no, can we give spoilers? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the end. Okay. I'm not going to say what happens. But it made me so angry. Yeah. I watched that... Two months, three months ago, maybe? I streamed it. and I Because I, I knew... Cause the only reason I heard about it is because Coco was on Instagram being like, my sister has made this amazing film. And I was like, oh, okay. And I watched it and I was like, I'm going to fucking murder everybody! Yeah. Like, I was so mad Graham watching it. Graham and me watched it and Graham was like... That was so good. Graham actually said to me, it's on Sky and it's nominated for an Oscar and we should watch it. And I was like, okay. And then we watched that and Graham was like, he, Graham was like, the ending I was not expecting. No. And when you knew it was good because when we were watching the ending, it was just yeah. silence. silence. We were silent from like the, that scene yeah. until like the last scene. It's a hard watch. Just FYI, if you're going to watch it, just be, it's a hard watch. Like, it's great. But I, the ending was a bit, and I felt weird about the ending. And then I was like, I'm probably wrong. I was like, maybe I'm wrong with how I felt about the ending. But then I read a review last week and this girl wrote a review and she wrote about the ending. And I was like, that's fucking exactly how I felt. How do you feel about the ending? I thought it was unnecessary. That's what I thought. I And it was because, um... I don't want to say because I'm going to give spoilers. I just thought it was a bit unnecessary. Like, the movie was great. I really enjoyed it. But I understood what she was trying to do. But at the same time, I'm like, did you really need to do that now? Do you know what I mean? That's just how I felt about it. But I felt, for me... I wanted all the men just dead. Yeah, I watched them all time. Yeah. I... I'm so felt a hopelessness in the ending. Yeah, like, I just... It wasn't the the ending that I was expecting which is a good thing when someone kind of does that and you're like oh wow I wasn't expecting that I didn't think it was unnecessary and me and Graham were like I did not expect that to happen and then I was like so angry do you know what it is though here's the thing I can't say because I'm going to give spoilers I can't say it's great. Watch it. It's very, yeah, very no, good. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's, it's great really movie. good and everybody should watch it and it really starts and I'm and like, Coco and Emerald are just so pretty. They're the prettiest girls. They are. And very... you know they're from money because they've got that money face. They've got the money teeth. they got the money teeth and the money face. You have money teeth. And their parents look like the dad goes to racing events all the time. That's the <laughs> vibe that I get off him that every weekend he's like, off to the races. And he has a share in like and McLaren or something. That's the vibe I get off. You know when really, really, you know really rich people that drive like banged up estates? Yeah. They're my favourite type of people. What's that about? You know really really rich people Whose houses look like dumps Yeah But you know everything in the house Is yeah. really expensive They're yeah. my favourite They're my favourite type of people A lot of uh, Instagram influencers like that Have parents like that You know Yeah All those uh, current comedians Yeah 
that are from the Republic of Ireland minted all have those uh, lecturer parents yeah oh they're like I, that, I lecture in philosophy in Trinity yeah. and my house looks like 7,000 people yeah, have lived in it and I'm tenured and yeah. I'm never going to lose my job yeah. and I've had this house since like I have 17 I credit cards and no debt and my house is full of shit yeah my house is full of um, uh, tchotchkes yeah but not these crappy tchotchkes like expensive tchotchkes yeah yeah Anyhow, are you going to tell a story? Yeah. Have you got a story to tell? Yes. What are you telling? A murder story. No. About murder. We don't talk about that in this podcast. Murder. Colin's going to put in an ad right now. Hey everybody, Colin here, and I'm about to tell you about all that's going on over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish this week. On MMI Drive, Sarah Jane recounts the legend of Wafer Dan. It's a hilarious story that will go down in infamy, so don't miss out. On MMI Bite Size, MN Sarah Jane go to war over a fun-sized Twix. Who wins? Who cares? But you can find out by tuning in. On MMI Behind the Music, I go into great detail about what it takes to produce two demanding divas and talk about one of our favourite show-closing songs. It's all happening over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, and you can join in on the fun for only six euros a month. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Irish. Anyway, here we go. So, is there anything in this I need to warn about? Well, yeah, horrible murder. Um... Aoife who? Aoife Phelan. I rem- I've heard, I remember this story because I remember how she died and I remember being like, that's terrifying. Uh-huh. Just what he did to her after she died. Oh. I remember, just remember that. But I, okay. So Aoife Phelan was born in 1982 to Betty and Michael Phelan. God, she's like the same age as us. The Phelans had 11 children. Oh Jesus, they need to get a hobby. I wrote Catholics. Definitely. And Aoife was the fifth born child. She had six. Eleven. Eleven. She had six brothers and five sisters and the family resided in Cashel in Port Leash in County Leash. Like in 1982, I feel like 11 children is a lot. Like I feel like Ireland moved away from that whole yeah. large family thing at that point. But um, sure, at that point you had the doctor in uh, Bally Farmer who was given, <coughs> well, he was given all the uh, travelling women. Oh, he was. Uh, secret contraceptive. Yeah. Was it that he was giving them contraceptive or that he was sterilising them? He was giving them the pill. So why wouldn't he give them the fucking pill? But they didn't know they were taking the pill. So they were just not having the babies. He was giving it to them to be like, this will do something else. And actually what he was doing was secretly giving them the pill so they wouldn't have any more babies. That's a whole other conversation. He was on the Late Late Show and everything. Oh, was he? Yeah. And the travelling ladies were on the Late Late Show. Mm. Like, I didn't know this was happening. And and the other thing is like, if you're on the pill, it's mean you can't get pregnant. And yeah, it has right. other medical complications. Oh, because it's like, if you give it to people, like the pill that I'm on, if you're... I can't take anything that has a double hormone in it. Yeah. Um, because I have a history of strokes. Not only that, like, <clears throat> this whole thing with the AstraZeneca vaccine giving people clots. Blood clots. It's weird because the pill that I'm on at the moment, you have to be under a certain weight. Yeah. Because if you're over a certain weight, you can get clots yeah. from it. And I'm like, that conversation is just not had. No. Doctors are like, you might get a blood clot. There you go. Yeah. Best to look now. We haven't done that. your brain or your heart. We don't, haven't done any further research. No. That's crazy. But you know what? All, all you need to do, put a condom on. Wear a condom. Wrap it up, you dirty condom cunt. Condom company, support us. <laughs> no. Wrap it up, you dirty cunt. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write that in. Hold on. The, my notes. <laughs> are just things Wrap that I say it. on this podcast. Yeah, it makes me laugh. <laughs> you dirty cunt. People are sick of us. I bet people are fucking sick of us. They're like, oh, they just think they're so funny. Yes, we do. We do. We make each other laugh uh, and that's all that matters. Yes. 
beyond anything else, that's all we care about. Okay, I better get back to Eve here. Grace said to me yesterday, or today actually, sorry, I know I'm interrupting. No, go on, sorry. Tell me. Um, we were messing. And he said, I just don't think you're funny. Oh, that's that grounds like, for divorce like, with you. I was like, great. And he was like, you would leave me if I did anyone you felt that way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. That is grounds for divorce if with you. you don't think I'm funny, I'm, that's all I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got. I can't hang on to anything We else. don't have anything else. I can't put my hat onto anything else other than the fact that I am funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is grounds for divorce with you. Oh. If you didn't Fre- think I was funny. Friendship ending shit. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get together. So Betty and Michael described Eva as a vibrant, happy child. She adored and cared for her younger siblings because she had 17 of them and carried this love of children into her adult life when she became an au pair. Oh. Oof. No, oh, thank you. So at the age of 30, Aoife came to her parents' home and told them that she was four months pregnant. So at 30, she was pregnant? She was pregnant. So was she in a long-term relationship? You have to listen now. Okay. So she was elated and her parents were over the moon first. You always so. write these stories in a way that like, I'm like you on are, the you, edge. We're going to be on the edge, but her, her, she basically came to her. So she had a ha- an apartment, but she spent most of her time in her mum and dad's house. Okay. So she would like sleep in her mum and dad's a lot and kind of not really go home that much. So she, didn't, she was living by herself in this apartment? She was living by herself, but she would spend most of her time in her parents' house. Like, okay. So her parents lived with three of her siblings and Aoife still had her bedroom in the house. Okay. So she would imagine how many bed how 11 kids where do they live in Portleash Portleash I'd say they probably have a huge probably place a big house. yeah more than likely so on Thursday about 27p to buy a yeah, house yeah probably yeah like that's in, in Longford now if you wanted to buy a house in Longford 40 grand you would get a fucking 17 bedroom house with four gardens and a butler for like two, two grand at this point like yeah. it's insane the house price it's the cheapest place in Ireland to buy yeah there's a reason says no one says no one is shocked mm. by that statement um, so on Thursday October 25th 2012 at 6.15pm Aoife left the house she was working in at the Hermitage in Port Leash so she was oh op- in the hotel? yeah au pairing for somebody there okay so I went to meet her friend at the Boris Road roundabout so at 6.30pm Aoife and her friend walked that's near where we've driven to go to um, you always know these places the crap shack no, it's not a crap shack but it's a really fancy one that you made me bring you to or I brought you to which one? The one that does like... Oh, the, uh, that place is amazing. I've been there in so long. Uh, I was because of the fucking pandemic. Um, oh, man. That's the best place with all the vintage clothes and the vintage stuff. Vintage clothes and vintage... The story yard. The story the yard. The pandemic is over. If you ever get a chance to go to the story yard in Port Leash, it's the fucking coolest and place. then go to the bakery. Then go to the bakery. It's the fucking coolest place. They just have the best... Like vintage clothes, vintage toys, vintage, vintage furniture, everything. everything. And the place just to even go there to look at it. Yeah, no, it's so cool. It's fucking awesome. Anyway, go there. So, da 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 At 6.30pm, Aoife and her friend walked there to walk to her friend's house on Collier's Lane. Mm-hmm. And she stayed there until 8pm that night. So the next morning, one of Aoife's employers called Aoife's mother concerned. Aoife had not turned up for work and she, it was extremely out of character for her. So Aoife's sister Leanne said at the time, quote... Aoife is a family person. It was my son's fifth birthday on Friday and Aoife would have sent a text at one minute past midnight to say happy birthday. She's the type of person and that type of person and is very close to all of us. She didn't turn up for work. So the employer rang her mum and was like, where's Aoife? This is where she she would never do this. And her sister was like, she didn't text. So they kind of started to worry. So Aoife's family began to panic. Aoife's family called her phone repeatedly and there was no answer. It turned off. They also contacted the local post office to ask if Aoife's social welfare payment has been had been collected and they were told it was not. Was she double dipping? Just to, when I was reading this, I was like, they ratted her out to fuck. And not only that, it's such a fucking country thing to ring the local double post office. Because I know if I rang the post office, they'd be like, we can't tell you that. Like, but you can ring the post office in, in a country town and be like, here, did Eva go down and collect her doll? And they're like, no. 
Oh. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, she's double dipping. Double dipping. She's dead right. So Aoife's family contacted the Gardaí and followed a missing person for Aoife. The Gardaí tracked Aoife's phone and it was traced to Mount Melloc, then turned off at 9pm that night on October 25th. So she left the house at 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock by 9pm her phone was turned off. Mount Melloc is close, but it's only close by car. Yeah, so it was turned off by 9pm, gone. So the Gardaí issued a statement regarding Aoife, saying they were very concerned about Aoife's whereabouts and were investigating various lines of inquiry. They also advised they were conducting various searches as well as speaking to anyone who knew or, or had interacted with Aoife in the last while. So on Sunday, October 28th, Aoife's father spoke to the media stating, quote, this is totally out of character for Aoife. Uh, she lost her phone once before and let everybody know on Facebook. This is just something she would not do. She has no passport and has never left the country. All Aoife likes is being at home with her family. We can't eat. We can't sleep. We've been up all night with worry and tonight will be the same. She got a message to meet someone and off she went and that's it. We don't know anything more. I don't want her to be another Jojo Dullard. Dullard, is that yeah. right? But you can't help thinking these things when this happens. So basically, they didn't. They had no clue where she was. She wasn't on social media. Her phone was turned off. They didn't know where and she was. And her friends thought she was going to meet? Yeah. So as Aoife's family carried out uh, online campaigns to try and find Aoife, as well as posting flyers around their local area, Six days after Aoife's disappearance, the Guardies re- released a statement saying they did not believe Aoife was a victim of any foul play or harmed in any way. What? Mm-hmm. They were like, so they thought she just like ran away. Why did they think that? Or that she potentially could have uh, committed suicide. Committed suicide or but why did they think that? Find out. So on Sunday, November 4th, Aoife's friends and family, along with 300 members of the local community, carried out a coordinated search of Port Leash and the Ballyrowan area. It was a mammoth effort, but unfortunately to no avail. The question then arose as to who the father of Aoife's baby might be. Oh, she's pregnant! She's pregnant. She's four months pregnant. Uh, with Aoife's family informing the Gardaí of a very brief relationship Aoife had with a man in the area. The man, Robert Corbett, was on holiday in New York. And when Gardaí questioned him, he told them he knew nothing about Aoife's disappearance. That they had briefly dated and he had not seen her for a while. The Gardaí then decided that Corbett, Cor- Corbett sorry, was not a suspect. So, seven days after Aoife's, Aoife's disappearance, there was still no further update on where Aoife was. As the Guardi did not have Aoife's mobile, they could not check her messages or voicemails. However, they did have phone records, so they could see that a text had been sent to a mobile phone uh, number just before Aoife left her friend's house. So just, she was in a friend's house, and just before she left her friend's house, she sent a message to this number. The Guardi had decided, so they had decided days previous to this, it's not a murder investigation. So then they decided 11 days after Aoife's disappearance that they had, they had updated Aoife's case to that of a potential murder after a weekend evaluation of the information that had been gathered. So initially they were like, we think she's run away or we think she's, uh, it's not committed suicide. What's the term? I keep saying that. It's not it. What is it? Not committed. Completed suicide. That's what they thought. Completed, completed suicide. Completed suicide. So that's Why it. isn't it committed? Because committed suicide was used as a, um, a criminal act back in the day so you committed suicide so they used it as like something that was like because it was illegal but now they say completed suicide because it's like a new thing yeah so it's not like you didn't know this you have taught me something there we go that's rare usually you teach me nothing how dare you so but to laugh and love (laughs) live laugh love So divers are sent out to the local ponds and the river at Barrow. The guardie feared Aoife had been murdered and her body dumped in the oh, river. Oh, you wouldn't want to be the fucking swimming in the river no. Barrow. So, however, nothing was found. So, November 6th, guardie received a tip from a member of the public regarding suspicious activity in a house in the local area. 
So Gardy, along with forensic experts, traveled to a house in, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Capoli, which is only a few miles from Aoife's home. Capoli, C-A-P-O-L-E-Y. I'm sorry to anybody in Leash if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, they dug up a large yard at the back of a house. And that evening, the Gardaí confirmed they had found the body of Aoife <gasps> Thielen, sorry. The area was cordoned off and the state pathologist was called Mary Cassidy. What a lady. What a lady. The Gardaí then contacted Aoife's family to confirm that it was Aoife's body that they had found. My gosh. 13 days after she went missing. So Superintendent Dave Taylor from the Gardaí... house in the It was like, no. So it was like, you know the way houses are in Longford? Yeah. So it was on a piece of land. Okay. But it was also like um, the people that owned it had like a construction company. So they had like machinery and shit out the back. So they had a massive yard, like oh, a okay. massive piece of land out the back where they kept all that stuff. So Superintendent Dave Taylor from the Garda Press Office told a media briefing outside Port Leash Garda Station that state pathologist Dr. Mary Cassidy is at the, was at the scene carrying out a preliminary examination and that a post-mortem would take place later that day. So the Gardaí then confirmed that a 4x4 vehicle was seized at the property and Aoife's phone and handbag were found in the car. 4x4 is a Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they found her phone and her handbag in the car. So on the evening of November 7th, Gardaí arrested a 24-year-old man in connection with Aoife's murder. So they arrested him finally. So Dr. Mary Cassidy carried out Aoife's autopsy. Aoife had been badly beaten and had died of asphyxia due to strangulation with blunt force trauma as a contributory factor. Aoife had died a horrible, violent death. Dr. Mary Cassidy also stated that Aoife had in fact not been pregnant at the time of her murder. What? So she told all her family and her friends that she was four months pregnant. She wasn't pregnant at all. Like she was not pregnant. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Why? It gets weirder. So Dr. Mary, oh sorry, the 24-year-old man who lived in the house adjacent where Aoife's body had been found was named as Robert Corbett. So it was the guy that they had rang initially. That was in New York? Mm Mm-hmm. The man who Gardy had spoken to previously, who had been on vacation in New York. Uh, Cobert was officially charged with Aoife's murder on the night he was arrested. Did he kill her and go on holidays? Yep. The next day he was sent to Cloverhill Prison to await his trial. Right beside us. Yup, yup. Yup, yup. So the day after Aoife's post-mortem, her funeral took place on the local church. Aoife's family spoke at her funeral saying they will never recover from the loss of their bubbly, beautiful, kind sister and daughter. They also thanked everyone who had attended, including hundreds of people from various parts of the country who actually did not know Aoife, but wanted to lend their support and love. The parish priest made a statement to the media on behalf of Aoife's family to extend their thanks to the Gardaí and the public who helped in Aoife's search. They also asked for privacy at this difficult time. So, Robert Corbett remained in custody until May 2013. So it was like, what, two years later? Mm-hmm. On May 13th, Corbett, Corbett, Corbett's trial began with Corbett pleading not guilty to murder, but guilty of manslaughter. Excuse me. So the court heard that Corbett and Aoife had met months previous to her death in a nightclub in Port Leash. Uh, the two engaged in a brief relationship, and on the night of October 25th, Aoife had contacted him to ask him to talk to her regarding the pregnancy and their future. So she told this guy that she was four mm. months pregnant with his baby. She was not pregnant. Okay. At all. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, she, you know, had been pregnant and it was a topic or she lost the baby. Dr. Mary Cassidy said this woman had never been pregnant. So Aoife sent a text to Robert asking him to collect her from her friend's house so they could talk. The state's case was that Robert had collected Aoife. They returned to his house and began to argue. Robert was angry as he did not want Aoife to have a baby with him as he felt she was trying to coerce him into a relationship. 
He then lashed out and beat Aoife until she died. He then put Aoife's body in a barrel and buried it in a cigarette. So this is what the state's case was. And then went on holidays. Then fucked off to New York. So both Aoife's father and Aoife's friend, uh, the friend that Aoife had visited on the night that she went missing, said they knew Aoife was pregnant and that she seemed really happy about it. Aoife's friend Paul said he also knew that Aoife had been talking to Robert and that he had been in the nightclub the night they met. So this guy was like, I know that, because this guy was like, oh, I knew nothing about her. We weren't uh, in a relationship. I only met her once. But this guy was like, no, she was regularly talking to him. So it was like a bit of he said, she said kind of situation. Okay. Um, a guardie who took the stand told the court that during one interview with Robert, the accused stated that he did not know Aoife was pregnant and that he had not had full intercourse with Aoife. Aoife, so could not be the father of her child. What's part intercourse? <coughs> I'd love to know beep. so I could tell Graham. Beep, beep. Beep. Ten seconds. Ten seconds, in there. He said that Aoife had texted him to tell him she was pregnant and he had texted her back to say who was the father. Because he was like, we didn't have sex, so I'm not the father of your child. Robert also told Gardy that he'd explained to Aoife that he was not looking for a relationship. Is Aoife, like, okay? I don't know. He said he and Aoife had only had oral sex... And the next day she texted him to tell him his her period was late. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Betty, Aoife's mum, took the stand next and said that Aoife told her she was pregnant and that they were happy for her and that they would support her. <clears throat> Betty said Aoife was very private about her life and her work, so they did not question who the father would be. Which is very odd. Because I know if I went home to my man I was like, I'm pregnant, she'd be like, who's the father of that child? You dirty slut, get out of my house! Yeah. That's what she said. She wouldn't, Kathleen, I'm sorry. She wouldn't say that. No, she wouldn't. She'd be she like, would. about time. Um, we thought your eggs were all dried up and yeah. gone. Husks. We thought. A husk of a person. Yeah, a husk of a woman. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> worth yeah, no. if there's no babies Remember to be made. I was actually talking to Fabio about this the other day. We won't say any names. Remember when we both worked in that job together and there was that guy that we worked with that thought we were witches? Yeah. And then when, when I told him I didn't want kids, he told me, well, what's the point of you being alive? Yeah. That guy was a dick. He was a dick. He got fired. <laughs> he did get fired. Uh, right for all so. the right reasons. Yeah. But it took too long to fire him. Way too long. I did training with him. I remember. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a bit in training that was around like diversity. Yeah. And treating everyone fairly. And unconscious bias. And he asked, uh, did we hire homosexuals? And why? Anyway, he got fired. So fuck that guy. Yeah. And um, he wasn't wrong, but we were witches. We were. We are. We are. currently are. So Aoife's phone records were then brought forward to the jury. The records showed hundreds of texts between Aoife and Robert and nearly 300 of them being sent the day before Aoife's disappearance. So he completely lied. He said, I didn't know her that well. She just sicked my penis one time and she said she was pregnant, but I don't know who she is. I've never talked to her, but there were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds also, of texts between can them. we just say something? Yeah. Really clearly. And someone needs to answer this question for Go. me. It's inappropriate, but I'm going to ask it. Go. No... Female in the history of the world, in my opinion, has ever, as like a first sexual encounter... Like, let me suck your penis. Let me suck your penis, I'll get nothing in return. And then I'll just head home. Ridiculous. Like, Like, ridiculous. Sorry. But it goes to show you the arrogance of this fucker that he thought people would actually believe that. She sucked her... No, She sucked her penis and went home. Shut up, dude. Like, lies. Um, So there was a text from Aoife to Robert telling him that he better get things sorted as the baby was on the way, to which Robert replied he was working and getting money together to help Aoife with the baby. So he told Guardy initially, I don't know her. She put my penis penis in her mouth with this one time and then we never spoke again. And then she was like, there were hundreds of texts and then he was like, oh yeah, I'm getting money together to help you with the baby. So he was just lying, consistently lying throughout the entire thing. Now, 
she's a bit odd. But no, like, well, she's lying, and there's something there's else something going, going on, on there. Yeah, yeah. Like it. It's it's odd. It like, sounds like she may have ha- not had a part to play in her murder. No, of course she not. She had a part to play in like uh, this lie. Yeah. Um, because she wasn't pregnant and she knew she wasn't pregnant the thing is okay I don't really understand pregnancy and I'm not good with it would you show up four months uh, it depends because it depends on every, depends everybody's on the different aren't they Sorry, so I like I'm a big girl so like when I was pregnant I wouldn't I wouldn't have been instinctively obvious I was pregnant yeah. and if you act like Michaela hid her pregnancy oh really um, for a very long time and was it did she hide it well yeah no one knew she was pregnant and then like all of a sudden, she was like fucking seven months pregnant. She told everybody, and then the next day, she had a bump. Fuck, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> so Eva was like five foot seven and really slim. So that's yeah, why I thought maybe she was four months. She, you yeah. kind of see it, but then as you said, everybody's different. I don't know. Everyone's different. But like the weird, the funniest but thing about it is, if you were saying you were pregnant, yeah, no one's gonna go. Oh no, you're not. Like, do you know what I mean? And like the fact that her parents didn't go. Who's the father of this child? Who is the baby daddy? I just found that up. But then again, every family is different. Like, every family is different. Every family approaches things differently. And there's 11 kids. Maybe they were like, we've enough shit going on with the other 10 right now. Dealing with your crap, Aoife. Well, she's the middle one. Yeah. And she's 30 at this point. So their older kids are a lot older. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. It is a really odd family dynamic. It's odd. But she doesn't sound like she really has it together either. No, I think there was more. There's a lot more going on than the family. I, d- I could be wrong. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I feel like to lie about a pregnancy, there's something else going on there with regards but to her mental family, health. Like adamant that they, they oh that no, she was she they she thought she was pregnant. It wasn't even until Mary Cassidy was like she's not pregnant that they were like what the fuck? She told us she was four months pregnant. They had no reason to doubt her. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, but anyway, so. Okay, so the last message between Robert and Aoife were of a sexual nature. So they were sexting. And then Corbett messaged her to tell her he was on the way to collect her outside her friend's house. So they were like sending sexy messages. So the guardie told the court that Robert told them he had no interest or contact with Aoife whatsoever. But he sexting her. He was sexting her. Uh, That he had travelled to New York. That's the worst word. Travelled to New York to try and get back together with his ex. So that's why he went to New York. As After he, killing a woman. Mm-hmm, as soon as Corbett was informed that Aoife's phone records had been released, then he changed his story. Uh, Detective guard Brian Hanley testified that he interviewed the accused on November 7th, hours after Mrs. Miss Phelan's body was found. <clears throat> Corbett stated that he collected Aoife on the night in question. He then told the guardie um, initially that he had, had attacked Aoife then drove her body to the river and dumped her. So this is what he told them. So remember they started doing that search on the river? That's why they started doing that uh, search on the river. Okay. Uh, this is what the guardie, this is why the guardie began their search on the river. to killing somebody, why wouldn't you say where the body is? So however, upon a secondary interview, Corbett revealed to the guardie that he had lied about Aoife's body's whereabouts. Corbett told the guardie this to, quote, keep all this away from the family home. So he didn't want the guardie going to his house. Which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, from Natasha Reed in the Irish Times. So, this is quote. Then an argument broke out about our relationship. She wanted a relationship and I didn't, he said. If I didn't agree, she'd ruin my life, which as I sit here is ironic. He then said he snapped, put his right forearm around her neck and they fell to the ground. He said she banged her head and he saw blood coming from her eye. I had a good firm grip, he said. What were you trying to do, the Garda asked. Kill her, he replied. 
He was asked what he thought the end result, result of placing his arm around her neck would be. Death, he replied. He was later asked why she had died. I strangled her, he replied. He was asked why. So he said, she was forward about our relationship and giving me aggro about it. He said he had started to panic when she didn't move. He said he realised she was dead and saw an empty barrel and he put a black sack over her head. Over her head. I put two cable ties around it, he said. He was asked why he had put the black bag over her head. I wasn't sure she was dead and I wanted to make sure, he said. Jesus. It was as, it was as if I had this fear that she was going to come back to life. Asked if he wanted her to come back to her life. He replied, no. He said he put her in the barrel, sealed it and left it in the shed overnight. The following morning, he drove it over to a large hole in the yard that he had dug a few weeks ago. So they were always digging and stuff and he rolled the barrel into it. I just think that's horrific. That's like that case about that nurse that I did where the guy put her body yeah. in the barrel. There's something so fucking demeaning about that. Like, I'm just going to put your body, I'm going to wrap a fucking... And my fear when I read this is that she wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. And that she was still alive when he put her in the barrel, but then it turns out, no, she wasn't. She was dead when she went into the barrel. So I know that's... I know it's a small blessing, but at least she didn't wake up in, in a fucking barrel. barrel. Do you know what I mean? In a hole in the earth, like. Um. So Corbett told the guardie that when he told Aoife that he wanted to move to New York to be with his ex, Aoife had flipped out. And that's why the attack happened. So she was like, he was like, I'm going to go live with my ex. I don't want to be with you anymore. And she was like, no. So she flipped out. When Gardy asked him <clears throat> if he saw Aoife and her pregnancy as an obstacle to continuing his relationship with his ex, uh, Cobra simply said yes. So basically he's saying the reason he killed her is because she had said to him, I'm having this baby. And if you don't agree to be with me in this baby, I'm going to ruin your life. How would she ruin your life? Yeah. Like, how would she ruin your life? So the guardie then brought forward CCTV footage that was positioned close to Corbett's property. It showed a van rolling in and emptying contents into the hole. It then showed the hole being covered up. So later on the same day, a forklift arrived, which deposited large amounts of rubble and other rubbish on top of the hole. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, and her body was in the fucking hole, like. And the other shitty thing about that is he didn't do that. He hired two of his friends to do it and they didn't know what they were doing. He was like, will you just cover up that hole for me? So his two friends fucking covered up that girl's body and they didn't know. How shitty is that like? So after disposing of Aoife's body, Corbett then flew out to New York the next day. Sister would have money. Yeah. His family owned like one of those big fucking places um, to see his ex-girlfriend. He was like, hey, ex-girlfriend, nothing weird going on here. So Corbett's defence team asked the jury for a verdict of manslaughter by reason Why? reason of provocation. This brings remember we went to see Hannah Gatsby? Yeah. And she was like, you know, men say that women are emotional. And she was like, but men are the most, most emotional creatures on the planet. Yeah. So they used reason of by reason of provocation. When Corbett took the stand, he told the court that Aoife had threatened to destroy him and his family business. Really? And that this was the reason he attacked her. Okay. He stated this provocation made him feel out of control completely. She was like, I'm a 30-year-old woman. I'm an au pair. I live with my fam- my mom and dad and I'm going to ruin your life somehow. How? How's she going to ruin your life, you dickhead? You wanted to get back with your ex. You thought you knocked someone up, even after saying you only had oral sex with her. But hang on. You thought you knocked someone up, but then you're she's sexting? Yeah, you're, you're sexting, sexting her? So you're absolutely leading her up the garden I'm path. I'm planning to do yeah. something to her. Like... So when Corbett was cross-examined by Isabel Kennedy for the state, uh, she argued that Corbett 
had not been provoked that night and that his actions show that he was in a solid state of mind and knew exactly what he was doing, especially because of how he disposed of Aoife's body, that he did not want her to gain consciousness and did everything in his power to ensure this. And I wrote just to add that Aoife was dead when she was placed in the pit, so she didn't wake up or anything. She also mentioned that Corbett was able to board a plane to New York even though he committed a murder. Yeah. She stated these acts were, quote, deliberate and calculated. Like, he was able to get on a plane and be like, I'm going to go over here to New York for the ride now. He didn't give a fuck. No. His that problem was out of his way. Yeah. And that's how he looked at it. So Corbett's barrister stated that this entire event was based solely on provocation and asked the jury to, quote, ignore the desecration of her body and concentrate on the moment she was killed. Oh, okay. Fantastic. What a piece of shit. What a like, matter how do these motherfuckers sleep at night? I know what a bed of money, but still. So on Friday the 23rd of May, after four and a half hours, the jury returned a verdict of guilty of murder. So according to the Irish Independent, Corbett sobbed as the verdict was read. Good! So Dara Phelan, who's Aoife's brother, delivered a victim impact statement on behalf of, of the family in which he said, so this is from the Irish Times, he would never forget his mother and father sobbing uncontrollably in each other's arms after his mother identified his little sister's bodies. body. Sorry, We have our angel back, she told her husband. <clears throat> he also recalled digging her grave and said he'd never have to thought that he would be, think he would be doing this. Why did he dig her grave? It's a very fucking country thing. Is it? Yeah. Can you go dig your grave? Yeah, like you can be involved in like the diggings of the graves and stuff. Yeah, it's very country. I've never heard of that. Mm, and Dublin yeah. and JCB does it. God's honest truth. Dublin, they throw you in the bin. Oh, they do not. You get nothing to go Christian burial. <laughs> so her brother, Trevor Phelan, said he never got to see her face or say goodbye. Her face was mangled. Like he beat her so badly that her mother said it was even nearly impossible to identify her and she just had to look at the rest of her body to identify her. So it wasn't like he hit her a punch and then strangled her. He beat the fuck out of her. And was there DNA in his house? Yes, everywhere. Everywhere. His fingerprints were all over her body. Her fa- his fingerprints were all over the black sacks. His fingerprints were everywhere. So he did it like. He admitted to doing it. So he also recalled uh, her asking him for a photograph of his child in order to paint her portrait shortly before she died, something she would never get to do now. The family said they cannot begin to explain the pain they felt during the days Aoife was missing and that they would simply never recover from this pain. So Mr. Justice Garrett Sheehan imposed a mandatory life sentence on Robert Corbett for the murder of Aoife Phelan. So he's currently in jail, still in jail. And is it for murder or is it like for murder? Yeah, he was given up murder. 100% murder because the states like the the his case was so they were like she said to him I'm going to ruin your life so he beat her to death strangled her wrapped her in black bags tied rope or those things around her neck Cable put her in a fucking barrel left the barrel in the shed overnight the next day got his mates to fucking who didn't know anything about it cover up and then got in a plane and fucked off to New York because some girl provoked him. Now, the only thing when I was reading this story, the entire time I was like, why did she say she was pregnant? She wanted them to stay. I think that's what it was. I think she was just terrified of him leaving. Like, she clearly really liked him. Yeah. And he was 23 and she was 30. Well, it sounds like she was incredibly immature. Yeah. And it sounds like she was yeah. incredibly naive. And like, she and was, like it seemed like this, this guy had shown her some attention. Some attention. And, and that's heartbreaking. But herself. also, let's be really clear... You can't get on a plane to New York the day ne- the next day. I can't book a plane t- uh, no. flight tonight. No, but see, he had already booked the flight. Yeah, so that's he planned. He this. planned it. He absolutely so he was planned. Like, it. I'll apply for my Esther. Yep. I'll get my flight to New York. Yep. 
and then I'll go sort out this problem I'll sort out this problem I'll, I'll lead this one down the garden path so she thinks yep. she's coming to my house for something else yep. and then when we get there I'm going to be like I wouldn't even say a conversation happened I'd say no. we got, they got there and he murdered yep. her like he was and the fact that he said they didn't have penetrative sex at all they never had penetrative sex but then he believed she was pregnant so what is it then Robert like and he had this big story and then when the guards were like we got her phone records all of a sudden he knew her and then he knew what was going on and she was insane and this is provocate like for, I understood like obviously they have to come up with a case for him like they have to do that everybody's you know has a right to a fair case but I was so angry when I was reading it I was like provocation provocation just tell her I want to go and see this that you ha- you actually are pregnant and I want a DNA test and that's it he fucking beat her to death and put her in a fucking barrel and then got on a plane and went to New York to have sex with his other girlfriend. And I think the thing is as well, she told him she was pregnant. He was like, oh fuck, I, can't, I don't have an escape route with this now. I can't just go over and be with this one in New York mm. because I have a baby. Yeah. Like, just, nobody deserves to die like that. No. No, but she was only 30. Do you know what I mean? And obviously there was something else going on there and there was a lot of other issues and stuff. But that could have been resolved yeah. other than that poor girl being. And the other frustrating part about it is she was missing for 13 days because he lied and told the guardie she was in the river and she was in the back of his gaff. So his her, her family had to sit around for 13 days. Like the entire time town came out to look, try and search for this girl and she's in a fucking hole in his garden. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And I hope, rest in peace to Aoife and... Her poor, family, her, her poor, poor family. Like, yeah. her, the other thing I was reading as well, one of her sisters lived in Australia. I always think this. One of her sisters lived in Australia. She got a phone call to be like, they found Aoife's body. She had to get on a 27-hour flight. Yeah. How the fuck do people do that? I remember coming home from somewhere and there was a guy on a plane who was coming back because his dad had died. It's just... My Uncle Robbie had to come home and yeah. was like when my grandmother died. I just always think of people like that. I always think when I'm in an airport how many of these people are coming home because somebody has died or mm. somebody's missing and I just think it's like it's one thing to get a phone call to be like oh somebody's had a heart attack and died. It's another thing to be like your sister was found in a barrel uh, in a hole uh-huh. after being beaten to death. Uh-huh. Anyway, very sad. I was going to do another one this week but I just no. They are all sad. Yeah. They're all sad. They can't all be... No, I just... But... They just... Um, I think the thing about it is, is that her family must have been like, she's not pregnant. Because they were like fully supportive. It and is odd that she told them she was yeah, pregnant. Yeah, she was like, I'm four months pregnant. But then I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like, she was living out some fantasy, some delusion. That's, it might have been. And also, what was she going to do when she... she hadn't had her period. But she told them she was four months pregnant. That's the problem. It wasn't like she was like, oh, I'm four days pregnant. She was like, I am four months pregnant. And they were like, oh, okay. And then Mary Cassidy does the fucking autopsy. And they're like, she's like, because when she was found, everyone was like, oh my God, that woman was pregnant. So that makes everything much worse. Uh, you know, when you like hear something case, like... Uh, the Fiona Pender case. Was she pregnant? She was like just about to have that baby. I can't even remember. Fiona Pender, is it? I think so. I'm going to check now. She's the one with the guy who went to Canada and was videotaping. Oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ireland's vanishing. Yeah, Fiona Pender. Fiona Pender. Oh, she was very pregnant. She was seven months, I think. 
And Please stop murdering women. And then stop saying but provocation. But she's never been found. I know. Fiona Penderwell is one of those cases that I was going to do, but there's like little to no information about it. And people always ask about it. But like... The you Fiona, don't like a blue ball case either. I hate a blue ball yeah. case. But also, it's not a blue ball case because her fucking he partner 100% did it. did it. Because then he went to Canada. 100% did And it. was like the sex drugging his wife putting makeup on her to make her look like she was dead having sex with her and then filming him sexually assaulting her oh my god what the fuck and then do you know how she found out what happened she was like saying that something was wrong she wasn't unsure and she found the tape of what he was doing to her so what would you do what would you do what would you do? what would you do like whenever I hear stories like this I'm like What's the next step after you find something like that? But he's never been. He no. the guards will tell you now. The guards do not think he is a uh, suspect in the Fiona Pender case. But like even this guy, they were like even with even with Efa, uh, they were like, oh, we don't think she was murdered, and her phone hadn't been used, and her bank accounts hadn't been touched. She didn't have a passport. She'd never left the country, and they were like, no, we don't think. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me, an absolute homebird. Yes. Like that's what her family like. She had a, her own place and stayed in her family's because she loved her family so much. I wanted to be around her family. They were like, and oh, we don't think that. And then obviously they got this guy and they were like, oh fuck, yeah, something's wrong here. But like, imagine I just think the fact that he could get in a plane. Like my anxiety. Sometimes my anxiety is so bad that I'm like, I can't go. I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere. And he was like, do do do. Uh, yeah, gonna go no, ride this other one in New York he now. clearly had a, like he clearly had a plan but, I, I'm not saying that I could murder somebody and do no, that, but no, I no. am the opposite so when I'm very like anxious or concerned about something or like something is really <sighs> really bothering me or I feel like ooh everything's just getting on top of me I can like I can plan stuff and do stuff yeah you can shut it down yeah I'm really good at shutting it down but then yeah. it just edifies another way yeah it comes out in other ways and I get like quite sick and you're like Emma like, one side of my body is yeah. has grown growths purple yeah. growths and I don't know and I'm like maybe it's stress Sarah yeah. um, stress metabolizes yeah, in my body yeah. in, such in very way. very odd ways then I go to doctor and they're like or I go to A&E and they're like maybe if MS and I'm like no I'm just stressed out alright I know I'm even more stressed out. Don't think I forgot. Don't think I forgot about that either. <laughs> don't think I forgot Text about that. Thanks very much for stressing you. And then you were like, what are we doing? I was like, we're leaving. And I was like, no! I was like, get your shit. <laughs> we're getting the fuck out of this place. <laughs> we're getting out of this. We're blowing this past. Do you know why she thought I had MS? Why? Because of my balance. Yeah, because a lot of stuff. Well, my balance. She, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did the day. I know, I remember you telling me that, yeah. And she was like, your balance always is bad. And I was like, like I remember when you came yeah. down to me and I was like, what? She had a dreadful bedside manner. Uh, no bedside manner. Like, she should have been like, are you here with anybody? Yeah. Do you want them to come up and just sit with you? Mm. Like, it was literally just like, here's an awful thing I'm going to fucking tell you. Yeah. When there's nobody around. We're going to do a lumber puncture tomorrow. came down, so I was like, MS huh? like, what? Like, you shit, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and Emma was like, I was like, we're going to get taxi now. Thanks very much. Have a nice day. I was like, Sarah, please. Uh, I remember texting Graham and be like, she's coming home. He's like, all right, yeah. I was like, don't have to go back! <laughs> I was going to kill the Tui! Um, yeah. <sighs> oh. Well, anyway. That, that was, was a sad, terrible story, but she did oh, a good job. Thanks. And I, I learned about this, uh, what was the thing I learned about that I forgot Completed about? Completed suicide. Completed suicide. Already forgot about it. No, you'll, you'll remember next time. Uh, I can only store 20% of the information in my brain. Isn't it crazy, though, that that's what it used to be? They used to say commit suicide. Because was it, it against was, the law? It was seen as an illegal but act. But it's not a sin. More is that than, why? I think it might be sin thing and I think it might be like a, a legal thing. I think it was illegal. Like it was seen as like a, 
an illegality to, to so like take you can your get own life. life insurance if you killed yourself. I think so, yeah. But then obviously just the language never changed because it just is was what it was. And then I think quite recently, or not even quite recently, but I know that some psychologists and stuff were like say completion suicide instead, which I fucking totally get because it's not a thing. No, good no. Like it's not. But anyway, there's my story. We are done. Here's my phone. Don't lie about being pregnant. Yeah, it's very strange. I, but I, I do think there was a desperation element there where it was like, how am I going to keep him? I'll yeah. tell him I'm four months pregnant. True. But like the fact that the funniest thing about it was he said, which I don't believe, we had oral sex and then she texted me the next day to tell me she was late. Motherfucker, that did not happen. No. That did not happen. No. Like, fuck off. If any of you have sucked a man's penis... <laughs> On like the first night you've ever met. And no, and no reciprocation. Zero reciprocation. No reciprocation. And then uh, I'd like to know because I think you're doing foreplay wrong. <laughs> and you're giving too much away. Don't be giving. Listen, don't, let, don't let men have nice things. There you go. Um, I remember I had an ex-boyfriend and I thought I was pregnant and we broke up. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I gotta ring you on the telephone because we ain't talking anymore because we broke up. And now I got something awful to say. I'm duffed. Hey, I might be duffed. <laughs> and then he was like, I think I'm pregnant all the time. No, I don't want nothing to do with it. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> neither do I. But I gotta find out. We're and then I took a pregnancy test. Negative. And I was not pregnant. I think I'm pregnant all the time. And he was like, you just said that so we could get back together. Ah, fuck off. And I was like, sorry. Fuck you what? and your gross penis. Who broke up with you, buddy? Fuck you and your gross penis. Take that. Tie a knot on it. Hello, operator. Hello. I think I'm Where could I get rid of it? <laughs> you say I must get on the boat. No, if it was Ireland, they just... I can't get on the boat. Yeah. I could get on. I'd be go too to, sick. Go to mass. Yeah. Like, you think you're pregnant? Uh, I'll just call the priest. Yeah. Sorry, what? He's the one that got me pregnant. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> no where I thought the story was going to go it's very good I like it <laughs> don't call whole, him this could be a whole TV show don't call um, him let me tell and him his hands that. are being licked by an 80 year old woman <laughs> oh god <laughs> what, here, what free stuff do you want Capri's please no I don't please Capri's no, please listen if we're going to get some chocolate what Oh, lint. Yeah, there we go. Lint. Give me talking. some balls, lint. The hazelnut one. 3.55 in Tesco's. Can't afford it. 3.55. Yeah, it's nearly four years. Hazelnuts are very expensive. Notions. Yeah. Do you see that woman that's selling the necklace that says notions? Hello. I want to get one. No, I and haven't. And she's selling another one that says ride. Riot? Yeah, I like them. Oh, I like that. I love how dumb people say ride. What, riot? Riot. Are you a riot? Riot. Lily has a real tick double accent. It's gotten less yeah, lately, prominent yeah. lately, yeah, I've I noticed. She's hanging around with Alicia. Yeah, it's not as... um. It's because she stopped hanging around with my dad. Oh, really? That's absolutely it. Yeah, she... My she, dad's accent... Your dad's accent's very thick. It's so tr- strong. Yeah, because she, she was talking the other day in the house and I was like, where's your little accent gone? Yeah. Which I strong. loved. I loved your little accent. she's not hanging around with my dad. When she used to say cheese, it made me laugh. Cheers! She said to me today, she said, can I have some cheese strings? I can't reach them. I said, can you not reach them? No, they're too high up. I said, get the stepladder. No, I always I always put it on my toe. You get it for me. Oh, I'm telling you something for nothing. I can never have kids. Good thing I'm a husk. 
husky woman. A husky, husky woman. husky woman. It's like how my mother talks about when she wants to call someone fat, but she doesn't want to call them fat. Well, when she's a fine story, girl. When you said that they referred to her as bubbly. Yeah. No, she wasn't. Yeah, like, bubbly. No. And then when you said about her like actual yeah, stature, actually. people always refer to me as bubbly. Really? Not so much anymore as I've grown up and bitter. But when I was <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, people were like, "Oh, she's a bubbly girl." Oh, fuck off. Like if you want to just, just say, it. say it, just fucking Lady say what you're saying. Lady was talking about her body today as well. Oh no! See, this is why I don't want to be perceived. I don't want to live in a physical form anymore. If I could be like a dust, I would be a dust. I'd be sad. Nah, I'd be grand. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, don't tell, tell Lily not to talk about her. Like yeah, she was like, talk did to someone me. say something to her? No, she was talking to me about my body. About, so she oh, like, okay, so she was asking like. No, she was just like, she said something about like, uh, she's always, she's always complimenting me. She's so sweet. Yeah. She was like, mommy, I love your like eyelashes or I love your like makeup or I love how you like do your hair or I love your, she said all about my, I said, you have great legs. And I was like, rubbing her yeah, yeah, yeah. legs. She was like, I love your legs and I love your big round belly. And I was like, yeah, okay. She was like, I have a round belly. And I was like, well, I was like. It's hard to know what to say. Yeah, what do you say? Like, so I was like, okay, and I was like, yeah, your belly's beautiful, mm. and she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fat. No, and I was like, you're not fat. She's not. And Even she there's nothing like, wrong with, it, but she's not. And I was like, I'm fat, and she was like, right, okay, and she was like, I was like, but there's nothing wrong with. Being fat. No. And she was like, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that no. you're fat. And I was like, okay. But it was like oh. a minefield. That's the thing, because you don't, you I don't, don't want to say her, something. Like, I don't want to give her compliments. Not at something. all. But you see, you're going to be so kind about it. You're never going to be one of those parents that's like, mm, Weight Watchers, like you're not going to be like so that. I was like, there's something like, and I didn't even say there's something wrong with you. I was like, yeah, and, and she was like, oh no, I'm just saying. And I was like, do you like yourself? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, do you love yourself? She was like, yeah. I was like, well, I love myself. Go. Yeah. But I'm really, I... She's six, dude. Yeah, but it's just that thing, girl. And it's all, like, I was talking to Graham about it today. Like, even, you know, boys' clothes are made bigger than girls' clothes. Of course clothes they are. In different, of course in the are. same age. Not shocked by that statement um, at all. But even though that the difference, so the difference standardly between, because the response from clothing companies is that boys are bigger it's like half a pound. Really? It's tiny. Like the the average difference wow. in the same age. Of course, yeah, because is, they're babe, they're kids. Yeah. And their height difference is like the same size as my fingernail. But they make the clothes bigger, bigger. and roomier. And then even like Oh man, sexism. The thing about like girls clothes, like Lily's Lily's a real girly girl, so Lily loves like dresses and stuff like that. But like they don't even like I can't get I can't put jeans on Lily. I can't put cargo pants on Lily. What is that? They don't fit her. What the fuck is that about? Because she has a waist. But she's, she's then got like no hips. She's yeah, just yeah, yeah, she's straight. Yeah. Um, I can't, like I cannot get a pair of, no, no matter what size I go. I'd have to go to like a size 10, yeah, but then yeah, they're yeah. way too long. And that's the thing, it's like, she's six. And then I don't want to like buy them and try them on her. I know, because then you don't want her to don't get want her to, to I mean, like, where I'm trying them on. Because yeah, I bought yeah. cargo points a little while ago. Mm. And I tried them on her and she was like, they don't fit me. Was she upset about it? She kind of was. And I was like, oh, they're just too small. I just bought the wrong size. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, and like I remember my mom said when I was a kid she couldn't get like jeans or anything with buttons. It just wasn't happening. On on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, it is and then like girls clothes like they don't have pockets. No. What about pockets and girls' no, clothes? They don't, no. Uh, and they all have these like logos on them and sayings yeah, on they them like don't have- Daddy's Princess oh and what? Um It is an odd thing when you like buy and but even like cause she's Lily's really into like she said to me today she wants to watch the Power Rangers she's talking to me about the Power Rangers and I was trying to remember all the bad guys from Power Rangers too like remember <laughs> um, and she was like I want a Power Rangers t-shirt I couldn't get a girl's Power Rangers t-shirt really? I couldn't even yeah not like there's like none isn't it crazy how insidious misogyny and sexism is yeah. you don't realise until you start to like look into like isn't it, the bigger picture is important but it's only when you look into the little things that you're like holy fuck mm. they have they have made a blueprint for a child of six years old mm-hmm. of how they're going to exist in the world yeah she's six yeah she's a baby I'll karate chop anyone that says anything I'll go she said to Laurie Laurie's in skill and Laurie there's like a little boy in Laurie's class that keeps hitting her or his name is I won't say his name, but Laurie can't really pronounce it and I find it funny. Um, but Laurie is starting to talk a lot more now. Well, that's good. But when I was down the house today, she was like, uh, there's a, a boy in my class and he's hitting me. And I was like, what's his name? And Lily was like, all of the all of the people in my class are afraid of my mammy because she's the boss. <laughs> and she they know that if like, anything happens, she'll come she'll here. She'll be down. And then I've said to Laurie, I'll... Do you want me to come to the school and I'll talk to that yeah, little yeah. boy? And she was like, yeah. And Aww. I was like, okay, what's his name? And then she told me his name. And I was like, right, I'll come to the school tomorrow. And she was like, yeah, you come to school tomorrow. But she didn't say it like that. She's like really little. Um, but it's just, it's that thing with girls. It's hard. It's hard. And they're expected to just be absolutely fine with boys picking on them yeah. and making fun of them. And yeah. it's seen as like, oh, they fancy you. Imagine that's what we are told oh. as a child. If a ma if a boy is abusive and horrible to you, that's he a sign you. of affection. Mm. Also, what are you teaching your young sons mm-hmm. about affection? Mm. Everything's a mess. Burn it all down. Burn it down. Shut it down. Shut it down, friend. Anyway, back to the priest. Father the is yours. What's his name? Father Finton. Father Finton. Dirty bastard. Father Finton, you gotta come here. <laughs> my, my bloods have not come here. I'm two days late. I'm never late. You know, we only have sex three times a month. Father Finton doesn't care. He has various children scattered across the country. Loads of children. Just sing a priest. Beep. Okay, that's it. Do you remember when lines would get crossed on telephones? Yes. My favorite thing in the whole world. Uh, one of the one of the girls in Mark was telling me she her phone is weird because uh, what like happens? Her mobile her phone. Mobile phone. So when she, she's picking up aliens, when she rings somebody, what happens is she's having a conversation with somebody, and then they start to s- repeat what they're saying, and she's like, "No, we talked about this. We had this conversation." And then they keep saying it. And she's like, we talked about this. I heard this conversation happening like about two weeks ago in work. She's like, no, no, listen, we talked about this. So she was getting really irritated. And then what had happened was the phone had cut a piece of his conversation and was looping it. So he could hear her. And he was like, what is happening? And all she could hear was this one thing that he was saying over and over and over again. And then she, she was getting really annoyed and she hung up. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, 
what the fuck is going on? She was like, I'm just telling them we had this conversation. And then he rang back and he was like, eh, what's happening? She was like, what do you mean? He was like, I could hear you. He was like, I wasn't saying anything. So it was like cut and it was looping. I was like, there is a ghost in the machine. That's, mm. that's the beginning. And she said it's happened a couple of times. So I'm like, is someone listening to your call? What's going on there? I don't know. She's thrown off home the bin. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's, she's gone now. She left. Oh. She's lovely. Um, we used to have, well, we used, my family's home <coughs> phone. Uh, every now and then we get crossed with another uh, family in the where I'm from. Oh, so and you could be like, oh yeah, I'd be like, what's and on? you'd pick it up. It wouldn't even write, like you just pick it up and you could hear people talking. And my mom would always be like, are we getting charged for that? <laughs> so I'm like, you pay the bill anyway, Caroline. I'd be like, you're paying 20 euro a week. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everything? Are we done? Yes. Thanks guys. Happy Enjoy Christmas. your week. Have a nice week. Have some cake because I really want cake right now. Watch out! Becky's a